Hooley on the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Well, I would say the uh, Giants are vindicated on picking Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins, at least at this point in time. Dwayne Haskins is tough to hear. He's, I think he's persona non grata in Washington. He's, he's done. inactive every week. Yeah, he's done in Washington. I mean, you don't have once what once the coaches lose confidence in you, that's that's it. When well, they, you mean it's tough to hear in your headset, or it's tough to hear that Dwayne uh, Haskins is done in Washington? Well, I, I was thinking about this driving over. I'm talking about another Ohio kid, an Ohio quarterback, and after watching that debacle on Monday night, which I was happy by the debacle, by the way. Yes, you're Mitchell uh, Trubisky is probably done. Yeah, I mean, well, who, I mean, who couldn't have seen that coming? When well, the Bears I mean, he was that high. His, their offense was better when he was a quarterback as opposed to uh, Foles. Yeah, where was Mitchell Trubisky when Foles got, a got shoulder hurt? Injury. He was inactive. Oh, okay. I wondered, like, what uh, was it? Tyler Bray? They tried it out there. Yeah, throw him out there. Ooh, Let's boy. go. Go win the game. Okay. Wow. Good luck, Tyler Bray. But uh, Vikings three in a row got uh, three home games coming up. Fall I don't know if that makes it? a difference. Four or, and five. And plus an extra bonus team this year, so or How's bonus playoff bonus team? playoff team. How's that division looking? I assume Packers are on uh, top. You got the probably two, maybe three teams out of the NFC West. One team out of the dreadful AFC NFC. East. Do they have to take a team out of the? You got two coming NFC out of the East. NFC South, I imagine, and yeah. probably two out of the uh, the North. So hopefully two, the Vikings can get in there. I think I. Or the Lions. The Lions are four and five. They had a big win against Washington. Yes, um, they did. And I have the Lions this week against the Carolina Panthers. But is this your uh, third Panther game? Third Panther game. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, it's uh, it, the, our games are interesting this year. Yeah, there's no going. It doesn't seem like there's a, you're kind of staying on one side of the country yeah. or the other. It seems yeah. like. And well, you were out in. To start in California and, to start, yeah, and that didn't work very well, did it? So, <laughs> well, thankfully you got were out there before you had to wear a mask in the booth. Well, well good news on the uh, mask. Even the New York Times reported yesterday. Come on, this was sent to me. I didn't actually look it up in the New York Times. But well, you the, can't read it anyway because when they send it to you, you get like the first three paragraphs, and then they want no, you to buy the stupid thing. No, that uh, my or people with COVID, the immunity is uh, years. So, it is. Well, good see. for that's good news for your family members. Yeah, that's good yeah. news. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So, so let me see here. I thought that it was interesting, and then you know, I did meet somebody yesterday. I did have a friend yesterday who's had it. He's had it. He has it right now. Yeah. Who said uh, it's no joke? He said there are times I felt like my head was going to pop off my head, but he's <laughs> he's a. I would not recommend this. He's a conservative, and he said I'm not going in. I'm not going to get tested. I'm not contributing to their numbers. Okay. And I said, dude, like, you know, it is possible that this can take your life. Maybe you should put your pride aside and go in. He's like, I'm going to beat it. So, All right. good Immun- luck to him. Immunity to the coronavirus made last year's new data supports. Okay, wonderful. The most hopeful answer yet to question the shadowed plans of widespread vaccination. So, there you go. Well, there we go. That's good. And then, you know, with that it's news and Times. the fact that it obviously has no power after 10 p.m. at night. That's exciting. Then we should be all good if we just get in before 10. I had a friend who said he almost got COVID, but he got home at 9.59. <laughs> That's what? our friend Stan from Willis Spangler Starling. <laughs> you made me laugh with that last Stan. night. He says, I almost got COVID, uh, and I got home at 9.59. I mean, you know, when you 
if we joke like this, obviously it's something takes serious. Yeah, and I course. had it, so I, I get it. I get. Wait, the, breaking news! You had it. Yeah, that's why I wasn't here. So. I had uh, COVID. I well, lost. I, I I was aware, but I did not know you wanted to share that. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I've had, I had it, and fortunately, I was one of the ninety nine point five percent people that survived it. And I'm, I'm not. I don't say that facetiously. I just I'm fortunate. Ninety nine point nine percent. Ninety nine point nine percent. Since you are the answer, uh, you and Alan Iverson are the answer. Yes, <laughs> we're frequently grouped together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Similar beliefs. My crossover is yeah. not quite as good as his, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a uh, loss of uh, taste and smell for about three days and maybe a little more uh, fatigued than normal. But other than that, I had nothing. My wife had it. She had a headache for three days and body aches. Bad headache? Debilitating headache? Uh, Bothersome headache? I mean, she gets headaches once in a while, so of it's course no, she does. I think, Look who she's married to. Yeah, exactly. But I'm bump. Yeah. I, oh, the answer again strikes. Uh, <laughs> I thought I've lost it, but I haven't. Well, in your own mind, a yes. A little bit of snark tank still ever, in there. Ever since you, yeah, ever since I'm, you get I'm your sorry, own. Sorry, Lord, I repent of that. <laughs> your your own new radio show. Here we go again. No, uh, can't keep your uh, no and. Uh, uh, my family members have had it. Uh, my two stepdaughters have had it. And, and yet, know, with all that infection, no official Hooli victims of COVID yet. Although no. we're very sure Rachel had it at one point in time. Yeah, and so I guess my point is, I look, I I get that the governor and they're all in a difficult position, but you know, you, I just can't get past the numbers, right? I mean, I look at the numbers. I don't want anybody to get it. I. I of course not, right? I don't want anybody to suffer from it. I, I understand that, and I certainly understand, and I heard you. I've been listening to you on your radio show at 98.9 The Answer, 5 to 7, the Bruce Hooley Show. It seems a little Thank smaller you. that I'm not on there with you. It's but considerably smaller. <laughs> if you were on it, it'd have to be at least three hours. <laughs> Which, you know that I have Two hours a, is all I can You carry. know that I have a really difficult time of going anything over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm not you all... soldiered right through it at the zone and went oh, all the I way did. from seven to nine. Seven to nine, yes. And I oftentimes did. you were half hour early, like you are and here. I know. <laughs> Why? Although I commend, I commend the two people who knew that when I put this last night on Facebook that it would start at six thirty-five. They knew better. They were ready at <laughs> six twenty-eight when we went live. They it's know locker you. room time. Yeah, one of them's probably your wife, but uh, the other one, I'm not sure who it is. But uh, uh, the other thing i was thinking about was that um you know vaccines are coming i uh the place that i go i have to get to this that's how i found out that i had covid i really didn't have any symptoms i woke up a monday morning after coming home from the cleveland game that i did at cleveland and the right. raiders i woke up on a monday morning and i started noticing a little bit of loss of smell and taste driving home from cleveland i went to grab something to eat on the way home uh went to taste it i could taste it but it just wasn't right mm -hmm. and just wasn't strong i woke up the next day coming here mm -hmm. and i didn't have any smell or taste but i thought maybe because sometimes i'm congested like most people you're yeah. congested in the morning or whatever went and got my test on monday and then they said okay came back positive i said we'll do a pcr test just to make sure they did a pcr test that made sure what's the difference the one is the the swab up the nose both of them are the both ones i they take are the okay. pcr is a little further up the nose i oh. guess 
And so, you know, I did a good thing. I, I did what I'm You required. called me right away. I called, called you right, right away, away to let you know. I called uh, my employer. I had to go through a bunch of different protocols with them. I had to um, give daily tracking of my, my symptoms. And I was never had a fever, never had anything. I, I did that for 10 days. I sat and had to be interviewed last Thursday uh, by a doctor. I had to be interviewed. Uh, I did a temp temperature check for them. Mm -hmm. I did everything. Went through all the protocols. Uh, was cleared to work last Thursday. Missed um, I missed the game that I was supposed to do, Chicago, Tennessee. And uh, last week, it's back to work and started testing again yesterday, which why I have to test, I don't now know. Now you're bulletproof. Show them that New York Times story. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I asked the Fox people, and I said, look, I'm cleared to work without testing in New York. And they go, yeah, you're past the 10 days. You're not contagious anymore. I said, okay. But you have to start testing on Monday again. I go, well, why? They go, well, it doesn't matter if you test positive. We know that you've already had it. We just need to have you have a test on record. And I said, okay. I'm not going to argue with them. No, right? no. If I your want, employer. You got to do Yeah, that. if I want to work, I do what do they what tell they me want, yeah. to do. And so I went and got tested yesterday and thinking that it's probably could be very likely still positive because even though you're you're not contagious, you might carry whatever dead cells in there, right. dead COVID cells or whatever in there. And I ended up testing negative. So there you go. And so okay. I've been through it. Uh, it's not pleasant. I, I'll grant everybody that. I've been, and this is my experience. I'm not downplaying it. I don't want to downplay it. I understand. Please understand that I respect all the people and all the doctors and nurses. And uh, I got one other story to share with you on this. But I'm not downplaying it, but I've been way sicker in my life with different uh, viruses or infections. Yeah. And um, and I do want to encourage people, because I did talk to a doctor, obviously, because if I get sick in my life experience, you know that I don't shy away from learning what I'm fighting, right? No, you are very much <laughs> one to dig into the details of it. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I hate. My, I actually hate that about myself. I do, but yeah. I can't stop. Yeah. Right? You like to be equipped with all the knowledge. And you I, can yeah, get. and and I don't like that that I do that. I just want to say, write it out or whatever. But um, I talk to a bunch of doctors, obviously, and you know, all of them are, are the same way. You know, and I heard you on your show last night, ninety-eight ninety answer the Bruce Hooley show five to seven. Please tune in if you want the answers. Thank um, you. You might not like the answers. <laughs> there are. <laughs> Scattered few who do not care for the answers. <laughs> All of whom have voted Democrat. <laughs> but so the doctor, I, I love the two doctors at the urgent care that I go to. Both of them are emergency room docs. They bought this building and they do an urgent care. I think it's brilliant on their part. And they're really good men and their staff. And they're good servants. I don't know where their faith is. Mm -hmm. I'm in there every week. I should ask them, but sure. they're but they're really, you know, they care about the people. And so I'm talking to the uh, Dr. Rothy yesterday, good guy, and he said, "Look, I've been around." I go, "How many COVID patients do you think you've been around?" And sit in a room with him like you're sitting with me. And he sits and, you know, he knows who I am. Um, we talk about football. Yeah. We talk about family. He's getting back in shape. You mm -hmm. know, all all this things you bs with right and he said look chris i've been around probably one to two thousand 
people with COVID, right? Every single day I've been around one to 2,000 people with COVID. I wear this mask. I have not gotten COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, and I said, okay, I, I'm with you. Yeah, right. That's I, a that's a anecdotal but powerful it, anecdotal it's, it's evidence. Certainly is, is yeah. it not? Yeah. And yeah. that's yeah. And, and Governor Dewine was talking about okay yesterday about common sense. That's common sense, right? Right. It's common sense if you cover up your nose and mouth where things get in and things come out. Right. You would be less of a transmitter, and you would be reasonably likely not to receive right. as much. Of the of the particles, even right. if the part even if the particles are way smaller than whatever the fibers are in the mask, I can get on the board with the common sense on the mask. Yeah, and and the washing of hands is common sense sure. too. And Absolutely. So what I have to do, um, and the other thing every doctor's told me it's a and your guest was saying this. This was my main point. It's a virus. In the history of the world, <laughs> viruses, and your guest said it. Probably going to get it. You're probably going to beat it until there's a vaccine. That's the history of viruses. And the one thing I can't stand, I was actually listening to a little bit of uh, Clay Travis driving in this morning. And I listen, I bounce around the radio dial sometimes. <clears throat> and the thing that is that really angers me to no end is the shutting down and forcing businesses to close and taking some something away from somebody that's worked their whole entire life to achieve. That's the thing that gets me angry and frustrated. And people say, oh, you, you know, you're selfish for wanting restaurants. So no, I want to be able to choose whether I go to the restaurant. And I want these people to have a chance uh, it's the largest employer of people in the you. nation, privately owned employer in in, yeah. the, in the country. The largest privately owned employer of people in the country is the restaurant industry. And and you know it's we're I don't think we're uh, if we're smart and like Governor Dewine says and everybody says you do common sense, you know. But what the city of Akron's doing to set up uh, snitch line, snitch line, yeah. That's that's insane to me. Anybody what the that state of Pennsylvania that. is doing, where you have to have a negative test to get into the state of Pennsylvania, Michigan, you have to have a negative test to get into the state of Pennsylvania. And Michigan, I can uh, Michigan, yeah, I I can I can go with the co common sense on some stuff, but there is some stuff that is put forward as common sense that's not common sense. There's no common sense to you're sitting in a restaurant, you're fine with no mask, but you stand up, you have to put a mask on. That's not common sense, and so I can get on board with much of the common sense, right? But when you tell me that everything is common sense, not everything is common no. sense. And 10 p.m. is not common sense. No. Now, if you want to say, look, I, we just think we're trying to keep gatherings down and people after 10 o'clock, their guard comes down and the size of the gatherings comes up and stuff. So that's why we're putting in the, that's why we're putting in the curfew. Say that. But don't say, don't give me that things are, this, this positioning of everything is it's, it's proven that. No, it's not proven that. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's just my thing is I always believe honesty is the best way to go. And I think that also I'm, I am not, I'm not going to ever agree to suspend my constitutional rights on anything because that leads to my suspension of my constitutional rights on everything. Right. And so I will guard it on anything so that you don't even think about taking anything else away. Yeah. So that's why I do what I do on the answer and 
I appreciate you. Appreciate, I do. I appreciate, appreciate you being people a, who listen. I appreciate Chris's I, uh, listening. And you gave me a call yesterday. Gave me some good uh, thoughts. And I try to get in the right frame of mind when I do it. Uh, I don't always do it perfectly, but I did give you some good thoughts yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. What? 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 I don't. Rem- I mean, I we talked about it. I think I was calling and you were calling to give me your. Something. You were calling to give me your initial thoughts on the governor's move. But uh, I mean, you you always think of things. You you have different ways of looking at things than I do, yeah. and I fleshed out my thoughts on it. So that, yeah, was, good. that was helpful. Uh, speaking of the answer, and one of our sponsors is Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, and we give you a fifteen percent off discount as a Spielman and Hooley podcast listener when you use the promo code We Tackle Life in all caps. But at the answer, we have a discount shopping club which uh, you get to by clicking on the more tab at 9890answer.com and then shopping, and you can get an even bigger discount. We have five left, five discount cards to Hemisphere. We started with 100. We have five left. Great. 30 bucks at Hemisphere will cost you only 15, and 30 bucks will cover at least two pounds of gross coffee. You're welcome, Hemisphere. Yes. So, uh, (laughs) Mr. Spielman doing yeoman's work for Hemisphere. (laughs) Hopefully the answer's doing a little bit of yeoman's work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But they're great people. They and, are. Uh, they're and, awesome. uh, and their coffee's great. <laughs> Don't bury the lead, Bruce. Their coffee yeah. is great. Yeah. Uh, their mission is great and everything. So uh, either 15% off if you don't want to go buy that gift card or $15 at 9890answer.com discount shopping club. And, well, there uh, should be a warning. This, this, this should be our new... Uh, addictive? No, oh, our new advertisement that... Warning: Hemisphere coffee may spark uh, coffee wars yeah, might. With, might. within your people get very house. possessive of their hemisphere, including coffee. your daughters who they're coffee people now. My coffee. They did. They hijack a few of your K cups <laughs> and they parcel it out and make their own. Yeah. Yes, and they stick them in their room and they yeah. drink it. Yeah, for for air fresheners. True. They stick it in their room for air fresheners. Hooligans. Yeah. Let's blame them. Uh, you mentioned the restaurant industry and the adversity the ad- restaurant industry has experienced from COVID and COVID shutdowns. 95% of the people that are nominated for are COVID-19 relief are restaurant folks. Owners, workers, nominators are people who go to restaurants, no servers and things like that. And we appreciate them nominating. Uh, everybody that uh, Chris drew today will get $250 in COVID-19 relief. Uh, his memorabilia sales, his sponsors like Volunteer Energy, Spielman CBD products, uh, uh, <coughs> autographs I sign yeah. that people send to me. I, I all that stuff is contributes to the fundraising. I'm mm-hmm. committed to that. I raise a certain amount of money for the Spielman Fund every year that I put a self commitment on. I anything that I do from a charitable point of view, mm-hmm. everything it wouldn't be possible uh, without the outside income of uh, whatever or whatever involvement I'm involved with. And so these, the sale, the, the the biggest thing that really put it, we're coming to the end of this pretty soon, I think. You know I, how many I'm, re- we, I'm responding. I'm uh, counting on your wife to be, do the accounting of all that. Okay. She can't even keep straight. She does a great when job. When the water bills do. She does a great job. <laughs> she, you should have seen her yesterday. <laughs> I I refuse to do expense reports. I do too. Okay, so uh, uh, not expense reports, bills. I don't pay any bills. All right, here's or that, right? Yeah. And so, Fox put in a new. Everything has to be so difficult, as you know, right? So it's a new program, and so you got to do expense reports. And she started at two o'clock yesterday, and she was on a meeting with a guy about. Walking her through how to do this because I'm not going to do it. Oh my! I goodness. said, "Okay, Kara, hey, that's fine. If you don't, 
want to get all the money that we're due and you want to just let Fox keep it, that's up to you. I'm good with it. So she says, I can't fathom how <laughs> awesome she is to do your expense reports. I did my own expense reports. She, so, so you should have seen the look I got. So it was about 4.30. What game are you on? I mean, how many you almost done? Two. Um, yeah, exactly. Two. Hours. No, two games she got done because it was, oh. because you have to go look up codes and everything. They oh, make it difficult. I that's think brutal. I think companies make it difficult. They do make it difficult. So, so you, you won't send them in. <laughs> yeah. I was notorious for holding on to them for months and months. Uh till Sherry would say, Hey, yeah, yeah, get paid for all these hotel bills. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's not yes. fun. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so yesterday at, I, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> yesterday at, uh, I think six or so, four hours, she finished the, but we're caught up for the season now. It's not going to do that every Fantastic. week. So, Fantastic. All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No worries. We want to say hi to our buddy, Brett, who uh, wishes us good morning. Uh, Brett, we hope that everything is going well with your family and particularly your daughter, Brett's been a longtime friend, and we I remember meeting Brett the very first time I met him was the very first golf outing yep. that we did at the fan, and it was, I can't even remember the course, but I know there south, were, I yeah, thought. it was down south, and there were two courses there. Brett will, hey, type it in, Brett. Yeah, Brett will remember what it was, yeah. but Brett and Tony. Brett and guys, Tony, man. Big Tony and they've, Brett. And Brett's, uh, I believe Brett is retired with the Ohio Air National Guard. Yeah. And, I can't uh, believe he's, he's been very he's been very kind to us over the years. I still have my uh, Air National Guard hat that Brett gave me, and mm -hmm. Brett offered me the chance to fly with the um, whatever the equivalent is of the Blue Angels. Yeah, and I wanted to do it, and my wife's like, "No, no, you're not doing that." <laughs> She's like, "What if you die?" So then the other day, like for <laughs> that's one, why she no. So for one of her birthdays, I come home, and two of her friends are here. Two of her bridesmaids <laughs> are here, and they're like. Um, Hey, you know, we're, I said, this is great. You guys came to surprise Sherry. And I knew they were coming. They like okayed it. Like, can we yeah. come and spend the weekend? I'm like, sure. But they didn't tell me they were going to take her on a hot air balloon ride. Oh, the, oh, really? So they're like talking about what they're going to do the next morning. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Hot air balloon ride. She's like, yeah. I said, well, you didn't ask me that. But they went. They had a big time. Fun. It's amazing how. The, yeah. So that, I well, couldn't I, go with the Blue Angels, but she could go on the hot air balloon ride. So. Wait, well, here's the thing. If you would have not picked up the wonderful job, you're mm -hmm. doing a 98.9 The Answer. Right. Bruce Lee Show, 5 to 7, another shameless plug. I don't know how many times I have to do that. I don't know. It's like 10. But, Brett, uh, <laughs> Brett says Foxfire. Uh, he's right. It was Foxfire. And yeah. uh, what if Sherry said, oh, yeah, Sherry's probably on the hotline right now. Hey, Brett, can you please invite Bruce? Yeah, please go up. <laughs> Now that we juiced up his life insurance with our kids getting older, I always tell her I'm worth. I did something. Uh, what did I? What did I? Oh, I had this uh, little thing cut out of my neck, and my daughters are like, "Well, is it? Is it? You know, is it okay?" And I'm like, "Well, they sent it away for a biopsy. I'm sure it'll be okay." And I said, "Or you'll get lucky and it won't be okay." And I said, "I'm worth well, more what? dead than I am oh. alive." And they were like, Dad, don't say that. Yeah, they don't take any jokes like that. No, they that's, don't. no. I guess I shouldn't do that. No. Uh, now, here's a here's a definite dialed-in uh, listener of the Spielman and Hooley podcast. Christopher says, good morning. Good morning, Christopher. Uh, <laughs> Nick says, AUI life insurance. There you go. See, AUI. <laughs> See, but Nick, AUI is health insurance. It's not necessarily life insurance. I bet I you Chrissy I would be able to point us I, the right I direction. Don't, I would imagine so, yeah. By the way, Chrissy and Steve uh, were um, away for a conference, 
and their uh, young son was involved in a serious accident that was not his fault. He was not. He was a passenger, and he's fine. So okay, praise good. the Lord that he is fine. And, yeah, that's um, scary. Wow. By the way, shout out to Subaru. I saw the pictures. Subaru car that he was in, oh. side airbags, rollover. Mark Lobb. He came out of it with like a scratch on his finger. Yeah, Subarus are so are Subaru stout, must man. be like they uh, impenetrable. They're they're they are they are <laughs> That's stout. Funny Nick. That is very good. AUI Nick. Life Insurance. Very Thank good. you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Yes, that's, that's well done. We uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, remember AUI for your health insurance and Group of One. If you're an independent contractor and all that, you're. Uh, Open enrollment's ending December the 15th, and you don't want to let that go by. You don't want to go into the new year without health insurance, and you don't want to go into the new year with the wrong health insurance. So auiinfo.com, click on it, do the chat, get your um, get your uh, appointment set up. They'll do it on phone, on Zoom, whatever. It's easy. info. We joke, but they're great people. Yeah. Okay, now we go to number three against number nine, and uh, I can't believe Indiana's number nine, but it's they Indiana are. It's week. It's Indiana week, and uh, Michael Penix and the Hoosiers are coming into Ohio Stadium for a noon kickoff. Um, I think Ohio. By the way, I forgot to mention our winners of yeah. COVID nineteen relief. Uh, Caleb for his sister. Uh, Alex is a winner. Alex is one of our restaurant workers, one of our original nominees, which proves they stay in the hat until we draw them. Uh, Henry nominates his sister. Great job, Henry, and Tina. Nominates a friend, Julie. So those are our four winners. Yeah. So great. It's a, you're right. All of them have been they've been in there a while. There was a winner that actually uh, Maddie nominated a lady that's been working at Donato's on uh, in uh, what is that Short North mm-hmm. Donato's in the Short North for years and uh, I told Maddie she won. I ended up making a call this lady who was happened to be a Ohio State football fan. Mm-hmm. She's a young lady in her 50s. And I, I, you know, it's so humbling how excited she was just to win the $250. That's awesome. You know? That's awesome. So it was really cool. And yeah. I think we're going to get through where everybody that's been nominated throughout this whole process will probably end up winning. Pretty cool. We're getting close. Yeah, yeah we're getting close. We got two more nominations this morning, so that's good. Keep those nominations coming. Uh, so it's Indiana and Ohio State, and right. Ohio State's a twenty-one point favorite. I think that feels about right to me. But it'll all boil down to: Can Indiana get pressure on Justin Fields, and can they cover? If they can, I think Indiana will probably score some points. Yeah. They got a nice offense. Penix is a good player. Uh, they have two nice wide receivers. Wop Fillier and why can't I think of the other kid? He had a big game this past weekend. I don't number three, whoever that is. Uh, Fry Fogel. Yeah. Fry Fogel. Somebody's pretty good. And uh, Stevie Scott's a nice back. So the problem at Indiana has always been attracting enough talent that you can put together. They usually like back in the. Uh, can't remember who preceded Tom Allen. Oh, Kevin Wilson. Yeah. They had good offense. Kevin Wilson's really an offensive offense. coach. They had excellent offense. But they didn't have the personnel to to build a defense. That's the challenge at IU is can sure. Tom Allen build both? Now they seem this year to be obviously they're undefeated and they've beaten they're trying to do something no Big Ten team has ever done. Beat Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State in the same season. That would be amazing. Nobody's ever done that. Now, a lot of times teams haven't played all four. And again, this could only happen since 93 when Penn State joined the Big Ten, but that's a 
pretty representative period of time, 27 years. Um, Iowa in 2002 beat Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, but didn't play Ohio State. That was the year Ohio State won the national championship. People forget Ohio State tied Iowa for the Big Ten title that year. They were both 8-0, but neither they didn't play each other. That would have been a tremendous game with Ohio State's defense and Iowa's offense because right. Iowa's offense was loaded with Brad Banks. And who was the tight end that played for the Colts for years, 44? Oh, Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark, I can't yeah. believe I remembered that. They were loaded, man. But uh, that would have been a tremendous game, but they didn't play. So, uh, yeah, so we'll, can Indiana cover? Because to beat Ohio State, you're going to have to cover. Yeah. And those three guys, Fields, Olave, and Wilson, that's got to be the top line on your scouting report, doesn't it? Well, and plus the other guys that are supplemental players to those yeah, guys. Yeah, but are, you gotta, if you can stop those two, well, then the other uh, guys yeah, might I, be. I think so. I think and the other problem that they have is if Justin decides to run. That's another issue, right? So here's the thing. Um, you know, home field advantage, there's really no home field advantage anywhere. In the country, no. even in the NFL, if you notice, there's just it's just not there. Now, there's a difference. I got it. One of the things that I learned this year from covering the NFL and doing games with no people and doing games with maybe five or six thousand people. There's a difference. There is a day. difference. There, there is. It's yeah. unbelievable how much noise and what a difference the energy in the stadium yeah. makes. Uh, so, but I think if it's Set up for something like uh, Indiana to beat a number three ranked Ohio State team. Uh, this is the year that it could happen because of the circumstances, because of the situation, because it's 2020 and all kind of weird stuff happens. You don't know how Ohio State's going to come off and their they, week of no game with Maryland. And which I think they needed that game with Ma uh, Maryland because I think Maryland would have challenged their secondary and challenged their pass rush with. Uh, uh, Tunga Viola, I, I I don't know his first name. I keep Talia. Talia, uh, I think he was coming along, mm -hmm. and Maryland was improving, and they would have tested uh, Ohio State, and they would have gave um, them a good barometer to see where they are, where they need to get better at. The speed of Maryland, the athletes of Maryland, mm -hmm. is better than they played. I think the speed and athletes of the Indiana guys is better than what Ohio State's played. I think the defense has to play better, and, and, you know, the running game is going to be what it is. It's not – it doesn't have the ability to be dynamic uh, like it was with J.K. Dobbins. It just doesn't. That's just – it's not a knock on anybody. It just is what it is. But it does have the ability to pound you and ground you. That's what they can do. Yeah, I think Master Teague is a back who is very, very capable of rushing for 100 yards a game. Very capable. Oh, yeah, yeah. But J.K. Dobbins was a guy who could rush for 200 yards a game. He just was. He did it often. Yeah. Uh, high 100s, 200s. That was, thought, a, that was always in play with J.K. Dobbins. And I think the offensive line at Ohio State is still kind of coming together. It's not, it's not been like one unit. It's just there's always, at least the plays that I've watched, mm -hmm. I, I would just notice, well, Eh, a little breakdown. I mean, there's signs of it, but there's a little breakdown there, a little breakdown here. They were talking about They're it yesterday. Oh, they were? Center so. of the line has not been what they thought it'd be. Everybody assumed, oh, Wyatt Davis returning All-American. Josh Myers, who could have been picked high in the draft, yeah. he's coming back. They stick Harry Miller at left guard, a former five-star, even though he was a center. The center of their line is going to sure. dominate people. And they just, you're right, they're just, it's just not, they're pretty good. Yeah. They're just not like as in sync that, uh, that image that I always harken back to is 
Yours, I think, was like five fingers in a fist. Lapham's yeah. is always like five fingers in a glove. Yeah. That's a line. A line is a unit. Yeah. has to be a unit. And uh, I got a little thought on that, too, by the way, because that could very well change, but uh, in a sense. But just to, just to stay that point, and the defense has got to be better. The secondary's got to be better. I think Sean Wade, by his own admittance, if I'm not mistaken, I think Sean has to be better and be more of a dominant force back there and, and – because teams aren't afraid of Sean Wade, right? What Penn Not State, so, far. so they'll keep going after Sean. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the thing when you play defensive back. If you get on the film and somebody has success against you, that my immediate thing as an offensive coordinator, I'm going after that kid right until he stops it. <laughs> Witness poor number four for Michigan. Yeah. I mean, that kid, they it's are a just. Tough position, but yeah. I, I, they I, are just attacking him every week. And he, they're going to continue to do it until he figures out how to trust his technique just, and perform. Um, just a point on an offensive line, and Joe Judge, the head coach of the Giants, is doing this. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, if I were Ohio State, I'd probably do this because I think I'd have good enough players to do this. They're rotating seven to eight guys in there like they do defensive linemen. Yeah. And it's and I had, was talking to Coach about that, and he just said, look, there's not a lot loss of production. It's the same. We're keeping guys fresh. We're keeping guys healthy. We're keeping guys interested. Yeah. Because they're playing, and the thing is, if we have injuries, build depth. It's just, it's just, and they play. Yeah, and it's not really that bad of an idea. And I would, because you're at a place, well, NFL, you can do it if, you know, if you have guys that are capable. But I think that could be. I would really consider doing that if I were a coach. But if I were like at Ohio State or even at Wisconsin, which normally is or Iowa, that has really good, mm-hmm. well coached offensive lines, yes. I would think about doing that. But it's. It's an exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I am really looking forward to it. Uh, I think uh, Gus and Joel are going to be on the call, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, That's a big. Yeah, baby. Well, I mean, I think they do a great job for college football. I, you don't like them? I, I, Gus has just kind of. But people love that. Bruce well, they, they, yeah, when it's their team, they do. Yeah. I just think he. Me. He's he's gotten to the point where he's become a caricature of himself initially when he was like the third guy on the fox team when you got a gus johnson game it was like oh this will be fun when he's the main guy and i think he's gotten into like becoming a bit of a parody of himself with the histrionics and clat you know that i like an analyst who tells me why not what yeah and that's why you're good and that's why Herbie's good. You guys have the ability to see the game and tell me why, not what, right away. I don't know how you do it. I mean that sincerely. I don't. You. It was ingrained in you watching tape with Sonny Spielman right. from age six on. I can never see a game that way. That's why an analyst augments and enhances a broadcast when they can do that. But I don't need an analyst to say, ah, I want a great play by that guy. Yeah, I saw it. I watched it. It was a great play. Yeah. And Joel just makes these broad statements. He's the best deep ball catcher in the country. Right. He does do that. Huh? Yeah. Like, okay, well, he is because he's in front of you right now. But next week you'll be at Oklahoma State, and that guy will be the best something mm-hmm. in the country. So I just don't think as a matter of insight, Joel gives me any insight at all. You do. Herbie does. There are there are analysts who do. And so Charles Davis does. Yeah. That's why Brady Quinn does. Brady yeah, does Brady, a good job. Really good job. So that's just my preference in an yeah. announcing team. 
We have buried the lead, Mr. Spielman. We have. The biggest the game curfew's of the curfew's off? The, well, the curfew <laughs> could intrude on this. The curfew. Massive. I don't know how we're going to do the curfew with a 7 p.m. kick Friday and all these crazy Maslin fans coming down to Fortress Obets. Are they allowed for to have the fans? D2 title game. Well, the parents are coming. Okay. Hoban and Maslin. Friday night at 7, D2 title game. Hoban has won four of the last five state championships, including knocking off your Maslin Tigers in 2018. Yeah. But Coach Nate Moore and the Maslin Tigers are in the state title game for the Again. third straight year. Got to get over So the I'm not going to say it. 22 okay? times state champions. I'm going to read it from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Well, I don't know if I can believe it. Well, you can't because it's in the mainstream media, but here it is. <laughs> Maslin seeks its first OHSAA state crown since the playoff began in 1972. The school claims two dozen state claims. How about that word? The school well, claims. The plain dealer claims to be a newspaper. <laughs> well, I like Maslin's claims more legit than theirs. The school <laughs> claims two dozen state championships, including 13 Associated Press That's right. titles through 72. That's right. Those are legit. There was a poll, although it's Associated Press, so okay. back then it had some validity. I'm not sure about now. Uh, so there you go. But I found this interesting about the Maslin Tigers. Back in the day, there were those who insinuated that Chris Spielman matriculating into the Maslin District was somewhat fishy after really? your storied career at Longfellow Junior High and the Poets. The Poets was in Maslin. All of a sudden, Sonny Spielman... Sonny Spielman gets hired at Maslin, and oh, look at that. His sons, Chris and Rick, are playing for the Tigers. Justin's, what are you talking about? Justin Zwick, all of a sudden, after playing at Orville as a freshman, manages to move into Brian the DeWitt, Maslin. Brian DeWitt, my quarterback, yes. played in Indiana. Craig Johnson, <laughs> no, no, Tom no, no. Gruno. I'm talking about high school guys who moved into the Maslin I, I'm naming you. All, okay. my, my starting backfield, not one guy was from Maslin. They were all move-ins. Okay, so here we go. Maslin avenged their 2019 loss to LaSalle on Friday night as quarterback Zach Catrone found Akron Buchtel transfer. Buchtel. It's Buchtel. transfer. Martavian Johnson on a 48-yard touchdown pass. Fellow Buchtel transfer, Jamatius Porter, scored earlier on a short yardage TD. Both Johnson and Portis are familiar with Hoban as Johnson played for the school his freshman year. And Portis played for played face the Knights at rival St. Vincent St. Huh. Mary through his sophomore season. So both these young men are on their third high school I, in high school football. And they wind up at Maslin. Well, that just shows how welcoming Maslin it's has always been. It's just a welcoming been. community. My yeah. senior year, yes. our quarterback, Brian DeWitt's from Orville, <laughs> we had three running backs. Myself, Craig Johnson, who ended up playing at Michigan State, was from Canton. Tommy Gruno was from Birch Run, Michigan. He ended up playing at Toledo. And, of course, myself. Uh, yeah, it was just a crazy coincidence that we all wound up together yes at uh maslin uh i've seen on tape this young man ohio state commit Jaden ballard yeah he's maslin. pretty good player receiver, he is really good <laughs> uh his numbers you go well what's so great that's about nice. 515 yards and seven tds on 33 catches 
Well, they haven't played nearly as many games this season. That's true. And he's a big-timer. So they got a really good running back, too. Good luck to the Tigers. My friend uh, Todd is on the call on Facebook. I don't know if they're allowed to do their Facebook Live Maslin game. With this game being the state title game, it's probably sold to Spectrum. Yeah, but, uh, I think it's on Spectrum. But I don't know how all your Maslin, I don't know how your young Maslin Tigers are going to make it back to Maslin by 10 p.m. First of all, curfew. yeah, they're going to well, have to Akron jump into Hoban the transporter the, portal on a Star Trek starship to get back by 10. Akron Hoban is the molar of the 21st century. Yeah, Akron Hoban. So let's is not, not be yeah, uh, Hoban, jumping on. See, I don't feel sorry for you, Hoban, because I know what you're doing. <laughs> parochial school if a public school gets to recruit to compete with you i don't feel sorry for you hoban so hopefully maslin can get this done i reject the notion that they're recruiting no they're just a welcoming community that's right yes we were very welcoming very welcoming so i will be out at fortress obets on sunday afternoon are you working on sunday afternoon i'm covering the cold water calves in the division six title game Coach Chip Otten going for, I think, his fourth state title at Coldwater. He won four in a row. Or his fifth. He won four in a row at one point. They got to go into Coldwater. Got to go into Coldwater. And good luck to the New Bremen Cardinals. They play in the D7 state title game. How many divisions are there now? Seven. There are seven? Seven. D1 has already been won by St. X. I don't know why D1 is a week ahead of everyone else, but they were. They beat Pick Central. What was that? Oh, that St. X beat Pick Central? St. X beat Pick Central. That was a walkover. It was like 44 to something at halftime. Ah, that's, I mean, it's, yeah. you know, they get it. I mean, the, the, the Catholic schools get it going, man. They do. Yes, they They're do. They're at our all-boys schools. Yep. They're just the numbers. And once you get it going at a Catholic school, then you tend to be able to. Am I right? Aren't there two starting Big Ten quarterbacks? Well, not well, Sean at, Clifford's not a big no, not a starter the, the, the anymore. The kid at uh, Indiana, Indiana or, uh, uh, Northwestern. Northwestern. Peyton was the, Ramsey yeah, was Peyton. at Indiana. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that, yeah. and it goes back to the whole Jim. This all comes back to Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Indiana can get two guys that are starters in oh. the big yeah. producers. Producers yeah, yeah, in the Big Ten. Well, yeah. Well, Clifford's not anymore. He lost his job to Will Levis, but. Uh, no, but I'm talking Michael Penix in Indiana. You know, Michael well, Penix. forced yeah. Peyton Ramsey yeah, he did. to forced transfer to, to Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah. And he's undefeated and in Northwestern. And they're undefeated. And they have the 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 Big Ten East, quote-unquote, title game is Ohio State-Indiana. The Big Ten West title game is this week. It's Northwestern 4-0 against Wisconsin 2-0. Because the winner of that game will have to lose another game. Two more games. They'll have yeah. to lose two more games to lose their tiebreaker. I'll tell you a team to keep team. an eye on is Iowa, even though they dropped two. Yeah, they uh, dropped two. Yeah, up. but I, I'm just telling you, they're they're a team that can cause people problems. And uh, I haven't seen Purdue yet play. so I'm glad for Ference. Um I'm not on the inside of his program. I know there were a bunch of allegations made about his strength coach. They got rid of their strength coach. All I can speak to is my personal dealings with Kirk Ferentz. Good guy, isn't he? I find him to be a tremendous guy. Yeah. And a guy I'd have no reservations if I had a son sending him to play for Kirk Ferentz. He's, he's a tremendous guy. He's had a great gig going. Yeah. And he know? gets a lot the of snark. Credit to Iowa, yeah. too, for keeping him as long as they've kept him. Yeah. I mean, he's for a while he was the hot coach. And people thought he'd leave, and he didn't leave. And you get to a certain age, you're not the hot coach anymore. And that's the thing Luke will have to watch. Yeah. At Cincinnati is, you know... Look, if he wants to be coach at Cincinnati for 30 years, he can be. But do you want to be the coach at Cincinnati for 30 years? Don't know. I I don't 
look, here's the thing with Kirk, too. You know that Kirk is given a ton of money. Like, they pay yeah. Iowa, pays him pretty well. Yeah. They have paid him. And he's turned around and give it, gives it back to him. Yes, he does. It's almost like suing your university and turning around and giving money back to him. Almost like that. <laughs> Although Kirk's probably got better press for that than you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Speaking of suing. so weird. Like, my... I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about my life for a second. I've really had a an adventurous, like I, you know me, Bruce. I like the ten o'clock curfew. I was, I can't remember the last time I saw ten o'clock. No, I can't, I can't be either. So it doesn't really affect it me. It doesn't but affect me. It, but it affects a lot of people, yeah. and that's what I don't like. But I've had it for a guy that goes to bed before ten o'clock for the last thirty years of his life. I, I really have had an interesting run here. Now that I think about it, yeah, <laughs> had quite the interesting run. Uh, speaking of little uh, legal action, if yes. you are in the midst of it or need someone to protect your interests, uh, our friend Stan Willis and his great people at Willis Spangler Starling equipped to do that. So check them out on the web, WillisAttorneys.com. WillisAttorneys.com. I wonder if uh, Stan could have defended Maslin when they were falsely accused and and were put on probation, we, which is a, a bias against That's the an outrage. Tiger <laughs> they needed Stan's legal expertise to uh, insulate them from such unjust persecution. <laughs> Stan would not have stood for that, trust me. <laughs> I got to meet Stan one day. Yeah, you do. You definitely He's... do. You guys will get along great. Uh, but uh, Will Spangler, Starlink can do workers' comp, personal injury, Will's estate planning, contracts, whatever you need. They're all about it, and uh, their website's very informative, too. And they have a lot of fun. They're uh, probably the most... Uh, another family-run business? or family? Yeah, very much so. Very family-oriented business. That's great. Truman man. Boulevard and Hilliard, and they do a great job. Read their mission statement when you go in, and you'll be very impressed. WillisAttorneys.com. WillisAttorneys.com. Okay, congratulations to Jay Sean Tate, former Buckeye, yes. who made himself into an NBA player. He was not close to one when he left Ohio State. He was a nice college player. But he went to Australia, and he shot 40% from three-point range last year. So those of you who remember him as a Buckeye, remember that was kind of an iffy proposition that you really didn't even want him taking a three. 27% three-point shooter at I OSU. I love that. that he 40% worked. in the NBA. And you know he's a reliable three-point shooter now because the Houston Rockets have signed him, and that's all they do is shoot threes. Well, they're, they're, Harden's trying to get out of there, too. He is. Harden's trying to get to the Nets. Harden's trying to get out of Houston because, not because they don't pay him enough, not because they don't give him a ball and let him do whatever he wants, not because they require him to, I don't know, perform under pressure in the playoffs because he mm -hmm. vanishes like, you know, a mist in the wind in big playoff games. Apparently. No, James Harden wants out of Houston because he does not share the political beliefs of his own of his, uh, it's you can't say owner in the NBA anymore. What is it? You're not allowed governor. to say owner. Governor, governor is governor. Tillman Fertitta, billionaire Tillman Fertitta, who's built a team around him, traded pieces away, acquired high-paying pieces like didn't they? Chris, Chris Paul, Paul, Russell Westbrook. He's done it. Tillman Fertitta's done everything an owner, uh, excuse me, governor, can do yeah. to help. James Harden win an NBA championship, but Tillman Fertitta refuses to go out on the floor and, you know, make three-point shots for James Harden yeah. when the Rockets actually need them in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. So James Harden wants out because Tillman Fertitta dares to be a capitalist and a supporter of the Republican Party. Well, 
There you go. So have fun, James Harden, in yeah. with the Nets. He wants to play with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I hadn't heard that part. Yeah, that's just Whew. a setup for the Nets playing with several different basketballs. I was unaware of uh, any team was allowed to play with more than one, but uh, that would be uh, that would be an interesting. It's an interesting team. Uh, it would be great, an interesting team to watch. Great Kyrie players. and James Harden. Great players. Yeah, I tell you though, uh, the Lakers. <clears throat> I don't know. How, what, how old is LeBron? I was trying to think of this the other day. LeBron? Is he 35 like yet? 2002, wasn't he coming out of high school? I think so. So, yeah, he's probably... 36? 37? Um, yeah, probably right in there. If only we had some type of electronic device. I wish voice. we had an electronic How's device. How old is LeBron James? We're waiting for Siri's answer. She's not awake yet? How old is LeBron James? I'm going to say 35. 35 is correct. Okay. There you go. Yeah, he's uh, two titles short of Michael Jordan. He will not get there. Oh, I think he'll get there. You think he'll get there? Anthony Davis? Um, he's not signed. He signed with the Lakers yet. Oh, he's not? Mm -mm. All right. Well, no, I'm not up. How about the Cavs? How are we doing? Uh, terrible. But they have Did, didn't some guy just get in trouble for them? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know the uh, – I saw the headline this morning. But Kevin Porter or – is that – Yeah. Is that, was Allegedly, he reportedly. Is he a high draft pick or is he a good player? Or? I don't know. Do Cavs have any good players? They're the about Bull. to draft. Young Bull. Obi Toppin, maybe, from Dayton they're about to draft. Is he a good player? Yeah, he's a good player. We'll see. Caleb Wesson, good luck to him in the NBA draft. It's coming up. Uh, what do you think? Is he going to be a first-rounder? I don't think so. But maybe. I mean, I hope so. Good, good for Caleb. Good luck. Speaking of the basketball Buckeyes, they will open the season on November the 25th at home against Illinois State. And that is apparently going to be a quickly thrown together exempt event, meaning that it will include six teams, I think. Yeah. Six teams, and they'll play, each team will get to play three games. They were in such an event, the Bad Boy Mowers Crossover Classic in South Dakota, and then COVID intruded and screwed me out of my first ever trip to South Dakota. Oh, you were getting you I was going. Go yeah, I was going Thanksgiving weekend. How are we gonna I was going to plot I was going to fly out there on a small plane. And I don't mean like uh you're, you're you know, flying private now since you work I'm at flying, the answer. I'm flying private now wow. that I work for presspromagazine.com. Wow. Not a jet though, a prop plane. Are you still doing <laughs> press pros? Yeah, I did a story this week on Bob <laughs> Hoying. That was fun. I did a story this week for Press Pros. Should I put it on the Spielman Hooley Facebook page? I did it on Bob Hoying and his son Jacob, yeah, who was that. the quarterback for Watterson this year, first team all central district, and his daughter Ava, sophomore outside hitter on Watterson's volleyball team that made it to the state final four. And I wrote about with Bob what you and I have talked about many times that exhilarating misery <laughs> of watching your son or daughter play and being absolutely, totally powerless to help them. Or communicate with them uh, during yeah. anything. Maybe so. we can invent like a. Uh, can we talk your daughter into wearing an earpiece? My what? my wife this week said, when Katie was playing a club game, she said, "I just wish during the game I could like because she takes coaching very well from Sherry. Sherry played college soccer. They uh, watch tape together. You know, it really helps Katie. Katie likes it." She said, I just wish I could like talk to her during the game, help her see some things she's not seeing, or talk to her at halftime. I said, Well, it's too bad like Apple doesn't make like something that like fits right. in your ear and there's like not a technology like, I don't know, red, red molar, Bluetooth, something like that that you could yeah. actually communicate with a kid. 
would the would the refs allow a kid to wear an earpiece during a game? Uh, no. I, you I know, was, here's I got a way around that. Put the earpiece in. I have a better idea. Wear a headband over your ear. I could do that. Yeah. I have a better idea. Okay. I want to put up for sale. Yell it from the stands? No. That's, my, no. that's my method. I want to put it up on for sale, some of my greatest hits that parents can use during the game. Um, I could think of one. Some of the greatest hits are, hey, are you even trying out there? That always works. Number two, we're wearing the white jerseys. Throw it to the team in white. Number three, you're not going to hurt her. She won't break. Nice. Number four, number four for God's sakes, follow through. <laughs> number <laughs> See, that's one, number, as an oldie but a goodie we used to play on the zone. <laughs> I'll get untired. I'll get untired, yes. <laughs> Do you think people would buy that? That way I could save you coaching and yelling from the stands. We're always it about was, helping people here. <laughs> that's right. I want to hear some of our listeners if if uh if that have gone through this struggle of being a parent watching your oh. kids play sports. It's just and how old's uh Lexi? What's she? She's eleven. Oh, so she's just getting is she an athlete? Or? Oh yes. She's the best athlete in the family. But do, she do doesn't have that? the uh yeah, Katie knows it. What's Rachel think about like Rachel's the like, Rachel's the, a golfer. Rachel's the how's golfer. she playing? She second team all conference as a freshman. Really? Yeah. She's, she's into golf. She's, so you're going to have all these women beat you in uh, golf. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I am. Lexi's golf and tennis, playing basketball right she now. She wasn't into sports. What, no, what, Rachel, Rachel, wasn't, what, Rachel wasn't into sports. Yeah, what got Rachel into Rachel became um, probably envious is the right word of Katie being uh, honored, you know, all district twice and varsity letter. Rachel really liked the varsity jacket. She's ah. like, I really want to get a varsity jacket. And I said, well, you have to get a varsity letter. I'm not going to buy you one if you don't get a varsity mm-hmm. letter. Well, could I let her in, Dad? I said, you could let her in golf. Your mom's an instructor. We play a lot of golf. Sherry's the athlete of the family. Sherry's the College athlete soccer of the player, better golfer College than you. volleyball player. She, she never played volleyball in high school and thought looked at the sport and said, I could do that. She's two-sport athlete in college? Yep. Wow. So um, Rachel started playing golf in June. Didn't really get serious until the season. She just started playing golf in June. Mm-hmm. Just picked up a club in June. Broke 100 this year and uh, broke 50 for nine holes. Broke 100 for 18 holes and ended up played very well in the conference tournament and made second team all conference. That's amazing. Yeah. And Good so she her. got her. She wanted to get her varsity letter by the time she was a senior. She, she got it as a freshman. Fr- she she get the and jacket. She's picked out her jacket and nice. she's waiting for it to arrive. That's yes. exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. I love to see her hard work rewarded and she goes out in the yard and practices her chipping and her putting and yeah it's so that's perfect amazing sport for her. well that and how long did it take you when you met sherry before you told her you were two-time state champion in high school seriously i don't i don't recall ever telling her that i suppose i did at some point it might have come up in the conversation i don't really believe you on that but way you brag one about it to I'm me. Gonna, one of these days I'm going to get in that closet right there, pull out the jacket. Maybe I'll wear it. Maybe I'll wear it Monday on the podcast. <laughs> or I'll hang it right yeah, behind Hang us. it up there. Hang so it on the wall. Why deny the people? <laughs> why deny the people? Oh, you crack me up. Your stuff. I, I don't yeah, don't yeah, deny yeah. the people. Your, yeah, you know. And yeah. I'll just bring my little wimpy Lombardi trophy over. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. We'll hang some Christmas decorations on it or something. Oh, my goodness. All right, this seems like a good time now that I'm bragging to get into yes. the faith portion of the podcast. About being humble. Yes. Uh, by the way, congratulations Very good, to sir. the West Liberty Salem girls cross country team. They won the state championship a couple weeks ago. First state title since uh, many years ago when uh, when my team was able to do that. But this is the faith portion of the podcast. And I will start by saying that I received a very um, uplifting text message today from a friend in another state. And he was talking about our Monday podcast and the faith portion where we talked about struggling and supporting each other. When I see, and I posted on this uh, the other day on social media, somebody was snarking Christians who insist on going to church during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I said, as kindly as I could, I did edit the tweet a couple times trying to make it more good for you, user friendly. And I just said, you know, the tenor of your tweet shows that you don't really understand the, the church experience for people who are dialed in on their faith. Because there are people who I know right now who are in such grief, desperation, uh, searching. There are many different emotions people go through where church is their lifeline at the end of a tough week. They need to be in church. They need to hear the inspiration of the Word of God. They need to receive the comfort of other believers. They need to access the wisdom of other believers who've been through those searing life experiences. And that is why church, in my opinion, is essential to remain open even during a pandemic. You don't have to go if you are immunocompromised or afraid of getting COVID, but I want the churches to remain open to give people the option to go to be ministered to. And my friend uh, this morning was saying that Monday's podcast resonated with him when we were talking about desperation and circumstances that are just beyond our understanding, and we go to God um, out of our need for comfort, encouragement, enlightenment, all these things. And he shared with me the uh, struggles that he had with someone in his family um, and how eventually he and his wife just had to say to, the, to God, we don't understand this. We don't want this in our family. We recognize our inability to fix it ourselves, and we hand it to you to do what you're going to do to care for this person in a way that only you can care for them. But we have to surrender this to you and trust you. And he spoke about that, and it uh, affirmed us for what we talked about. And I just want to say to people who are in that situation, it's not a it's not a giving up. A surrender to God is not a giving right. up. That's very important that you go ahead. I'm it's, sorry, it, I just no, I'm okay. just agreeing with you. It's not a giving up of hope. You're not abandoning someone. You are doing what you need to do to be able to focus on growing your own relationship with Christ. If something is consuming you and you have prayed and you have searched and you have tried and you have manipulated and you have done everything you think you can do to fix it uh, and it's not fixed and it's not looking like it's going to get any better, 
I just want to encourage people that if you feel that you are not doing enough, you may in fact be doing the very best thing when you entrust it to God's sovereignty. And when you then focus on just supporting the person you're concerned about uh, without trying to get involved and without trying to steer the circumstances. That's what's so well put. And giving it to God doesn't mean you're giving up. You're exactly right. You're just acknowledging that you're not going to walk alone anymore when you choose to walk alone. You're acknowledging that there's knocking at the door and you're opening the door. You're acknowledging that I cannot do this alone. I thought I could. My ego was preventing me. I've been humbled to the core. And believe me, when I give it to God, I'm more courageous and more strong and and more in tune of dealing with situations because there is a certain peace that surpasses all understanding that comes, comes upon you. And a lot of that it's boiled down to there's an eternal perspective and there is an eternal uh, uh, eternal glory to look to in understanding that all this is temp- temporary. A couple months ago, I don't know, I, I shared a letter from Monsignor Charles Pope. I don't know if you remember me reading that I do. on yeah, the air. I do. And he... Uh, it talks about fear, right? I mean, we've talked about fear for whatever, what month this is now, eight or nine months, mm-hmm. 20, what was it, 14 days to slow the spread? What are we on to? I heard you say 244. it last 244 days. So when people hear us talk or they hear Christians talk, um, they think that we can be, we're irresponsible. We don't care for our fellow citizens, which is furthest from the truth. It's furthest from the truth, Okay. And he closes, maybe you can repost this. I'll send it to you. Maybe you repost this sure. article because it's it's worth reading again. I actually keep it on my phone because I read it quite a bit just to recenter myself. Mm-hmm. His closing paragraph, no doubt some readers will think me imprudent, irresponsible, and insensitive. I accept that. But my take is that fear is far from is a far more serious ailment than COVID nineteen. Life is risky, but there is greater ruin for us if we don't accept it and live anyway. At some point, we have to break out of the huddle and run to play. God will be with us. And he's exactly right. And I can just say from my church experience, no matter where I am in the country, I find a church and I go to the service. The only place that I was denied a service was in California, in Santa Clara, California, where they would not open the church. They wouldn't open it. I was denied the ability to choose to go worship in New Jersey in Hoboken. The churches are open and there were people there on Saturday night. I go to this little church called St. Francis. It's right up second street. It's 0.42 miles. I've been there so many times. It's a church that is not well off financially. You can just tell, right? But there are people in the, the, I think it's called, you know, is it a canter? A cantor that sings the psalms. I believe so, yeah. And or the singer in the church, yeah. right? And this young lady was there, and she just had this. For me, it was a, just a 
angelic voice mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And it's this poor little church in Hoboken, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I'm there, and there, there, there was a family sitting in the front row with a child of special needs. There's older people there. There's people walking into this church and with um, walkers. Mm. And there's people there. There's homeless people are coming into this church. They're not even... I don't even know they're there for the service. Maybe they're there to get out of the rain because it was raining a little chilly on Saturday night in Hoboken. I don't know. And the priest comes out and just smiling and talking. And this girl's singing. And there's this this uh, um, hymn that she sang during the communion portion of the service. And I... It's... it's uh, here I or I am here. Oh, I can't believe I forgot. I wish Carrie was um, up, but there's. I can't believe I forgot it. But it's this hymn that every time I hear it in church, it gives me so much peace. And it's an old hymn, right? Like I'm not in the old hymns. Like yeah. I don't sit around and have old hymns greatest hits playing around. Yeah. Uh but but to have that church open and to look at all the paintings and it's the painted glass windows and, you know, typical yeah. Catholic church, which, and the priest with such a calming presence, to deny people that is maybe one of the cruelest things that a person can do. And and believe me, everybody was in mass. They had hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer everywhere. They had proper social distancing for seating. So you can't deny people that if you're going to keep a walmart open which is important then you could keep a church open because to many people having the ability to go and worship is more important than having the ability to go to walmart well i know in las vegas going having the ability to go to church is more important than having the ability to go to a casino and gamble and for a while there was a decision that you could go to a casino as essential but you couldn't go to churches yeah. So Did they change you, that? I don't know. But if if you don't understand it, you know, honestly, I would just say, yeah, you don't understand it. First Corinthians says that the man without the spirit of God does not understand the things of the spirit. And I don't mean that like, ah, ha, ha, you don't you don't get the show, but oh, to accept how'd that work out. What's he doing now? I don't know. To accept Christ is to be given the gift of the Holy Spirit inside you, the mind of Christ, the the, the enlightenment of Christ. And so you do look at life differently. You can only understand the things of the Spirit of God when you are indwelt by the Spirit of God, and that comes with accepting Christ as your Lord, Master. It's a dirty word in today's society because it's attached to things of the past. But when God is the master of your life, that's not a slave relationship. Right. It's a love relationship. It's a surrender to someone who has your absolute best interests at heart. So he's your Lord. He's also your Savior. So there's just so many things deep about a Christian relationship between you and and the God of the universe. And it's also a very deep and hard to understand, unless you're in the midst of it, relationship with other believers. I have many friends who are not friends of mine on a Christian level. Chris is on that deep level. I am blessed with many uh, other men at my church who are on that level. It's a vein that runs through 
my family. It's a vein that runs through Chris's family. And it is the reason why we recommend it and advocate for it and detail it at this portion of the podcast is because it has enriched our lives in untold ways. And we want all of that for you. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And again, I, I want to see if this is it. Yeah, this is it. Okay. It's like, like this is something that you wouldn't think, but the words. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. But my point is that when this young girl was singing this song, you know, there was so much angst and turmoil for me and whatever. I was just going through a time and all of a sudden just being in that church and being surrounded by other believers and being here, watching this priest up there, I think I was from Korea, and just watching him smile and, and talk and his sermon was excellent. Here I am. Well, it speaks of the willingness of a person to serve God. And right. And but it it's 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 talking about that submission that you talk about about. Okay, no matter what the stuff that's going on, here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I'm you know, it's it's just so cool. So I hope uh look that song up if you guys get a chance. It's I, now I bought it, so I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Excellent. Uh, thank you all for listening to us. Uh, continue to nominate people for COVID-19 relief. We'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a review uh, on Apple. And uh, we thank you for listening. Hope you patronize our sponsors, auiinfo.com, Willis Spangler Starling, willisattorneys.com, hemispherecoffeeroasters.com. Have a great rest of the end of your week, and I'll talk to you on Friday morning. <laughs>